the college basketball experience daily show for Thursday, February 3rd on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to stableduel.com and get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy, B E T T O R fantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below the belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com, use that promo code SGP for 20% off your, your first order and free shipping. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. It is free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store, so grab it and let it ride. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circle Las Vegas. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Basketball experience weekend betting preview episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> we got, a, I think, the best weekend of college basketball on the horizon. And that is why you roll with Dundee. And when you roll with Dundee, you roll with this guy. Give it up for the DFS God himself. Come play college basketball DraftKings with us. Just a couple bucks every single day. You're invited. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, man? How we doing? And you know what? You are right. This weekend is higher, especially Saturday. I mean, it's just a loaded slate. It's the best all year. It is the best all year. It's February, and that makes sense. But I mean, when you look at this lineup, um, just just great. Just uh, by far the best. By far the best of any college basketball weekend thus far. That's why you should look. I hear there's a lot of storms. I was watching the. Uh, App State Texas State game tonight, and they, they you know they were saying that they pushed these times up because of the snowstorm coming in through Texas. I understand the Northeast just got hit. Look, you don't need to go out. You don't need to go out. Just load up, get yourself <laughs> a little version of God's eye, get a couple TVs, couple well, computers, kick back, grab our picks. Let me off correct the, you. Uh, you do. 
What's that? You do need to go out and go either to the grocery store or the liquor store to get well stocked. They they, they deliver before now, the, buddy. Before the storm comes, uh, you know I, I don't do that. I, I can go out <laughs> to the store. I'm, I'm not that busy. All right. Well, I just go don't want you to risk your life out there. Maybe your car hits some ice. Why risk? You know, look, I get it. You know, it's good to go to the store, but if there's bad weather. And the chance that if you go, you might be missing some daytime college basketball. <laughs> just get the booze sent weather, in. Mr. LA guy. You don't want to be that Auburn or no, that Alabama defensive coordinator catching a DUI. All right. <laughs> <laughs> plan ahead, plan accordingly. Okay. Go get your booze the day before. Do they have Uber and Lyft uh, in Alabama? <laughs> that's a good question, man. I'm sure, you know, in like Birmingham, yes. But Tuscaloosa, I don't, know. I don't know. It's like Morocco. You can't get a cab. You can't get. <laughs> you can't get anything. Uh, look, we got a loaded slate. Let's hop right into it. Uh, just, just an awesome slate of college. Like I said, come play DraftKings. All right, we are on the college basketball experience. Is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. We pretty much tweet, and I'm on Twitter at dcolbyd. We pretty much tweet these out daily. Come play DraftKings with us. It's a lot of fun. We're not trying to steal your money. It's only for a couple of bucks. If we wanted to steal your money, I'm I'd ask for steal, more. I'm trying to steal your money. <laughs> so I was trying to steal your money. I'd ask I'm for trying more. To steal my money. Good point. Good point. Uh, but anyway, um, let's hop into this. We got a just a fantastic slate on. Uh, I actually think it's a good Friday slate. There's some interesting mid-major games, especially. You know, the Big Ten was having a game or two games every Friday. For some reason, I do not see that on this weekend slate here. But uh, we don't need the Big Ten because, like I said, there's a lot of good mid-major games. Let's uh, let's jump right in. You start out. Look, I got to touch. I'm going to start out with the Ivy League. Yes, they're pussies for not playing a season. Uh, you know, during COVID, um, but. There's some big matchups here. Dartmouth is at Yale on Friday, and there's even you know they do this Friday Saturday thing, so they play games on both days. Dartmouth at Yale, and then uh, Princeton at Cornell. Cornell's fourth, Princeton's first, and that's that's a huge game. And even Harvard Brown because Brown's in seventh, but they're not technically out of this thing yet because the 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 gap between one and seven isn't that big. So we got three big Ivy League matchups on. Uh, on on Friday, is there one you like more? I'm gonna let me just uh, look. Yale is an eight point favorite at home against Dartmouth. Um, we have lines for Friday. Obviously, we don't for Saturday. Uh, Harvard is a four and a half point favorite on the road at Brown, and Princeton. I'm sorry, Cornell is a one point favorite at home against Princeton. So Vegas thinking Cornell is going to win that game. That would be gigantic for Cornell. Um, is there one that you like there that maybe you should tell the old well, clients? You know, to- I'm still waiting to see. I, I'd say right now we don't know who the best team in the Ivy League is, so we're still waiting for it to shake out over the course of the next, uh, you know, month or so. Next four weeks, there's probably maybe eight to ten regular season games left. So you know, at the top of the conference, you do have Yale that's sitting at four and one. Uh, but I think they should win that game at home against Dartmouth relatively easily. So the one I'm looking at is Princeton Cornell. So you have Princeton who is five and one in conference, a slight dog on the road at Cornell. 
He was just three and three. Uh, that game is very important for this uh, conference race here. If Princeton, if Princeton can get one on the road, they can, you know, keep pace with Yale, but if they drop it, then, you know, Yale is in the driver's seat. So uh, there are some interesting games in the Ivy league and uh, the play out here and Cornell, although they're just five and five in their last 10 and Princeton's nine and one in their last 10. Princeton did lose their most recent game. Cornell's won two in a row, and Cornell's seven and zero at home this year. Seven and zero at home. Can they do it in a big one on Friday? Yeah, I don't. I don't think any of those are lock potential. Personally, I I think no. if I had to choose one that I like best, it would probably be Brown plus the points. Because uh, Dartmouth's on the road at Yale. Brown is at least at home. They're getting four and a half. I don't love it, oh. but I th- I think if I was forced to pick one. That would be the one out of the Ivy League that I would choose. And, and in general, I like home teams in the Ivy League. And I think just you know, as a quick uh, you know glance at this, you know, the lines just dropped. I might ride with all those home Ivy League. I might go Yale laying the eight. I might take Cornell in in a somewhat surprising you know home win. And I like taking Brown in the points as well. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let, there's uh, some interesting SoCon matchups. VMI is currently in fourth in the SoCon and they're coming off a gigantic win over UNC Greensboro uh, yesterday. Now, meanwhile, Western Carolina, a team that I know you've had a hard time forecasting them. I've had a hard time forecasting them because they just beat East Tennessee state who looked like they were one of the top two or three teams in the SoCon. They have been up and down all year. UNC Greensboro. This is an important game though, because VMI is very much in the thick of this here. Um, they could still win the SoCon regular season and get the one seed or the two seed. Now I know Western Carolina is back at ten, but I think Western Carolina is a decent team actually. Um, big one going on there in uh, in Lexington, Virginia. Uh, this line is currently VMI minus twelve. I think I'm gonna go ahead and lock up the Catamounts plus twelve on the road. Give me that action. Care to join? Uh, I do think it's too many points. I will say Western Carolina. So they had one of their leading scores transfer like midway through the season, and at first they actually kind of they they played better without them. But then they went through a stretch where they've lost a lot of games. I'll tell you right now, Western Carolina has lost their last eight games on the road. But some of those were kind of close. I mean, Furman just whipped them, eighty-eight fifty. But they only lost to the Citadel by two. Only lost to Mercer by eight. I do think this is probably a couple points too many. So I will take the Catamounts, but I don't feel good enough to lock it. No. Well, here's why you should lock it: is because Nicholas Robinson is emerging as one of the best players in the SoCon against East Tennessee State. Nick, thirty-seven points, eleven boards, six assists. Whew. That is doing it. That <laughs> is having yourself a day. Get that guy the ball. All right, and let him go and up against. You know, this. It's not just it's not just that game either. Like the, the game before that, he didn't lead the team in scoring, but he had nine boards and five assists. You know, the guy is just an all-around player, uh, whether he's scoring or not. And against the Buccaneers of East Tennessee State, he was scoring. So the guy's going to make an impact. You know, in in multiple facets. Yeah, uh, we got another one Friday afternoon. Saint Bonaventure at Richmond. Now, this is one coming into the year. People said, "Hey, I I remember." 
like plenty of pub, uh, publications saying, Hey, St. Bonaventure's the team that will win the A 10, but right behind them is Richmond and VCU. Now, well, right now, St. Bonaventure and Richmond are sixth and seventh in the A 10. Something needs to change here. Uh, and the Bonnies are on the road at Richmond. Richmond, uh, you know, coming off of a dominating performance against Duquesne and Bonaventure coming off that tough home loss where Bob McKillop put on a cut. Did you watch any of that game? The St. Bonaventure Davidson game? Which one? Davidson was I at, at St. Bonaventure. Any, no. Bob McKillop in that offense just sliced and diced the Bonnie's defense. Um, just, I mean, you would, the, the St. Bonaventure's team is way more talented. So it was a hundred percent coaching, destroying St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure, those had trouble. They were 310th in the nation from three. That's shocking because they have skilled guards. They've just been bad this year. Yeah. They're, they're also defensively, they haven't been the greatest. They're 299th in steals, 265th overall in the defensive rating there. And that is the most surprising because they were a really good de- defensive team a year ago. And they brought back shooting, everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, shooting can kind of come and go. Well, Richmond brought back most of their pieces last year, too. That's why these two teams are some of the most underachieving and perplexing teams across the country. Yeah, so something's got to give here. You know, Richmond's a three and a half point favorite. Man. Now, but that's, that's the tough, that, it, it? Well, the irony is this, though. If if St. Bonaventure struggles, you know, stealing the ball, Richmond's got Jacob Gilliard, who's only led the nation in steals for like the past three years. Um, right. St. Bonaventure is a great free throw shooting team, 14th in the nation. How are you 14th in the nation at free throws and 310th in three pointers? <laughs> yeah, usually those two stats kind of overlap and correlate. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> but uh, like last year, the Bonnies—they only played Richmond once. It, it, that game was also in Richmond. The Bonnies won by three. I, I, I'm going to lean Richmond here, though. Actually, you know, since December first, St. Bonaventure is just two and ten ATS, and you can't really trust either team. But the fact that Richmond is at home. And it's on it's on a Friday night, so the the crowd might be a little rowdy. I'm gonna go spiders. I, I'm with you. I cannot back this team right now. St. Bonaventure is is yeah yeah. He felt like, he felt like shit afterwards. Everybody booing the shit out of me. But they felt like shit afterwards because they've been playing like shit for for a month, two months maybe. I'm on Richmond. I don't love it. I don't advise uh, you know anyone. I I, I mean I kind of like it just because Richmond's at home. But Richmond's been a hard team to get a gauge on. Every time I feel like Richmond's ready to take that yeah. next step, they take a gigantic step back. It's been that way for two years, and I think Chris Bottom Mooney line, should be right. on the hot seat. I think he should be on the hot seat considering how ta- I know he's been there a long yeah. time, but they should be better these past right. two years. I completely agree. We've been talking about this, you know, fairly often Richmond, how they have the experience. They have the players. They should, they, you know, they should be in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You know, last year they started the year off beating Kentucky and we were like, well, okay. All right. Richmond turns out Kentucky wasn't that great last year. And, but R- Richmond was still better last year than this year. This year they've had so many lapses where it's like, what are you guys doing? You are, v- you are so much better than this team you're playing. They lost to like so, St. Joe's. I feel like they got blown out by St. Joe's. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you, I, I can't trust either of these teams. I will not be betting it. I will not be lacking it up, but I'm going to go Richmond. Uh, we got some good action. action. Miami, Ohio is at Akron. And this is, this is an interesting matchup because they play again, I believe on Sunday. Um, so 
Akron's in third place in the Mac. Now I know that we, we sit there and say, okay, Toledo and Miami, Ohio are running away with it. And by the way, to people, I locked up Miami, Ohio. Did you see how bad that beat was today? <laughs> I did not see it with like three minutes left. They're up by 23 and they don't cover the 15 and a half. Oh, Ohio, not Miami, Ohio. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ohio. Yes. Ohio. Yes. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I want dude. I'm 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 a, I'm a day basketball you know connoisseur, so I was watching that, and I, I guess that's always something you have to worry about when you're laying a lot of points. Is that they're going to take their foot off the gas, bring in some reserves? Sure enough, that's what happened. I thought you were good. I was on Ohio. I didn't lock it myself, but I thought you were good. And sure enough, they what, they lost by or they won by 15, I think, right? Yeah, or was it 13. I, I think something it was. Like I don't know. It was like a two point difference. I feel like or a point, yeah. So I think 14 yeah. or 13. Brutal beat though. I mean, they were dominating them. Anyway, Miami, Ohio. Now they're just ninth in the Mac, but I do think they're actually a solid team. Um, they're at Akron. Uh, this line is at Akron minus seven. I'm going to take the zips minus the points. I think Akron is still a player in this race. And remember uh, opening night, they almost beat Ohio state. Zed key made a buzzer beater. Um, I, I think they're still in this race. So I think it's a huge game for them to, to keep pace. They got to get this. I think you lay the seven and I, I think I think it could be something uh, considering, I don't, I don't know, maybe perhaps maybe a fringe lock. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about Akron, but they have burned me a couple of times this year. I mean, if you look at Miami of Ohio on the road, they're not very good. Last couple of times on the road, lost to Eastern Michigan by 10, lost to ball state by 17. Those aren't great teams that they're losing the double digits by. I think Akron is better than Eastern Michigan and ball state. And Akron's last time out, they lost a tough one to Toledo, you know, which, you know, Toledo is a, a very good team this year. Um, so yeah, I, I like Akron to bounce back at home. I think they can cover it. I think they can win by, you know, nine or 10 points. I feel pretty good about that, but I don't know, man, Akron's burned me a couple of times in you know, this year. So I probably won't be betting it myself. Yeah. We, we talked about this one yesterday on the show, but the game, I think got pushed a day. I don't know if that was weather. I don't know if that was COVID Oakland's at Northern Kentucky, Northern Kentucky's won five in a row. They're in fourth place. Now in the horizon, the Norse are coming up. Meanwhile, Oakland's in first place. This is on the road. Uh, I'm seeing Oakland as a three point favorite. I'm going to ride with Oakland. Are you still going Northern Kentucky? Yeah, sure. But yeah, you know, so apparently Kentucky was going to get about six or eight inches of snow and a, and a inch of ice. That's why we saw the um, uh, Liberty game, the Liberty uh, Bellarmine game uh, bumped up and that uh, Moorhead state game bumped up. So I guess in this case, they just pushed it back a day, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's, I see no reason to change from my prediction last night. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Norse here at home upset, upset special here. Yeah. Um, I disagree. Um, but I, I do have a lock that I normally wouldn't mention this game because we're trying to keep, mention the key games here. Fairfield is at Monmouth tomorrow. Monmouth got upset by Niagara. This is, I think, for them to get back on track. I'm going to lay the six and a half at home against Fairfield with the Monmouth Hawks. And I think I'm going to go ahead and announce that this is a Dundee play. It is a lock. I don't trust Fairfield. I think Monmouth's going to get back on track. They win by 15. Do you want to join me? I think you can talk me into that. You know, there, like I said, Friday night, there's a somewhat of a limited slate, not a whole lot of games. So I'm looking for some value right here and not a whole lot of games are jumping off the page at me right here. Uh, I'm with you, man. Lock that up. Boom. Let's go Monmouth. Boom. There we go. That is a double lock. Let's go. 
Um, all right. I just want to ask you real quick. Iona's at Canisius. Rick, Rick Patino getting a lifetime deal there at Iona. Um, they're laying 11 and a half. Any chance that Iona's going to roll, right? I think so. I'm a, I, I think I'll take Iona. And you know what? This lifetime deal, it's that's meaningless. Yeah. Give him a, that's the same as giving him like a five year extension. He's like 74 fucking years old, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he was 34, it's still. <laughs> The coach can leave whenever they want, yeah, and yeah. the school can fire them whenever they want. It sounds it's, nice, uh, though. All right, it does. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds nice. That's about it. Uh, Creighton is at Seton Hall. This is a awesome game. Currently, both teams are sixth and seventh in the Big East. Nick, and with Villanova losing to Marquette, I mean, is it Providence and Marquette, the top two teams in the Big East? Who the fuck would have predicted that? I know there's a chance Nova could creep back up in there. Creighton's coming off of an impressive win at UConn. Seton Hall has kind of been a hard team to get a gauge on recently. Uh, this is, I think, the maybe the best game of the day. Um, it's 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 at Seton Hall. Seton Hall's laying six and a half right now. I'm going to take Creighton in the points. What are you doing? I, I think I agree. So Seton Hall started the year at nine and one with victories over the likes of Michigan, Texas Rutgers. We thought they were going to be a serious player in the big East. And we thought they were one of those schools like behind Villanova up there with like Xavier and maybe a couple, uh, a couple others that had a real chance at, at possibly winning the conference. But coming into this game, they are what just four and six in the, in big East play. And you know, I just saw uh, Lunardi's bracketology right now. Seton hall is uh, the last four buys, which means they're pretty fairly on the bubble. Yeah. According to Lenardi right now, they'd be on the right side of the bubble, but they don't have that much margin for error. I think it's just a couple too many points here. Um, yeah, but we just saw what Creighton did on the road with that win over UConn. I think this is a close game here. I'll take the points. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. This might be the, I think it's either Creighton Seton hall or this matchup right here. San Diego state is at Colorado state, Colorado state lost back-to-back games, UNLV, I think back-to-back games, um, UNLV and Wyoming. Did they get a win somewhere in there in the middle? No. Yeah. Back-to-back games. Um, now San Diego state whooped their ass earlier. <laughs> yeah, they did, but yeah, they did. I mean, by, by 30 points, uh, 79 to 49. And that was Colorado state's first loss of the season too. And since then, it seems like I don't know how much I'm buying into the Rams, but it's a jag. I mean, this is the third ranked team in the mountain West against the fourth. And I think there's still a chance. I know Wyoming and Boise are doing battle tonight. I think there's a chance San Diego state still might be the best team in the mountain West because Boise needed a a three in San Diego last second to get that win. It looked like San Diego state was going to get that win. Um, And they have to go up to Boise. San Diego state does. So I, I, I would not count out the Aztecs by any means yet. This is a huge game. Fort Collins, the altitude could that play a factor? The the line I'm seeing is uh, Colorado State minus two and a half. Do they get revenge on the Aztecs, Nick? Well, Colorado State is coming into this game losing their last two. They're they're still a ten seed according to Lenardi, so they're fairly comfortably in, but not by too much. With still you know many games left, and San Diego State was last four out, so firmly on the bubble. You know, there's that. Obviously, there's a revenge angle. I, I, I'm gonna go Aztec, so I'm gonna take the two and a half points and figure this is a coin flip game. And I, I think San Diego State might be the better team here. So, give me the two and a half. 
I do think San Diego State's the better team. I wonder about the altitude. I wonder about the crowd. This this crowd does get up for these games. I'm sure. going to take a shot on Colorado State getting revenge here. Yeah. Even though that they haven't, I'll be honest. I'm doing this based off situation because on uh, the, the last couple times I've watched Colorado State, I said, man, I don't know about them. I right. don't know about them. Um, Toledo is at Ball State now. I I, I got to mention this one. Ball State sixth in the MAC. Toledo first. I, I we keep counting on Toledo to sputter. I don't know about you, but I'm saying I know me, Patty C. We're talking about this. Like we're thinking, man, this Toledo team is incredibly impressive. But we just think that one of these times they're going to lose, but that not only have they been winning, they've been dominating on covering. They're laying eight and a half on the road in Muncie, Indiana. You're not going to get Muncie out in the middle of nowhere. Like Roy Munson uh, betting this one, Nick, I I'm going to take the Rockets minus the eight and a half. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, these two schools played not too long ago, uh, two and a half weeks ago in Toledo, the Rockets won by 13. They're clearly the better team. You're right. If they, I mean, they are going to stumble at some point. It'll probably be on the road. I just don't see it in Muncie, so I am going to take the Rockets, and uh, I'll, I'm not going to lock it though. Yeah, not going to lock it either. Uh, and then the nightcap, Nevada has been a disappointment. I think if you were to make a list of the most disappointing teams, and you did ten top ten most disappointing teams in college basketball, I think Nevada might be on that list. They came Joining in. Joining St. Bonaventure and Richmond. Yeah, St. <laughs> Bonaventure, Richmond. Uh, I think you could say a few other ones too. I think uh, Oregon State would be one. Um, Nevada, though, nine and ten, can they salvage anything? Fresno State's fifth in the Mountain West, and and really they're having a great year. Uh, this is in Fresno, California. Fresno State's laying nine, though. I think I gotta go Nevada and Grant Sherfield. Um, I gotta take the. It's actually nine and a half. I'm seeing right now. I gotta take Nevada plus the nine and a half. Although I I, I hate taking a Steve Alford coach team. I hate to agree with you again. Like, look, I've been, I've been riding Fresno here lately. I locked him up when they were laying 10 and a half against San Jose and they just beat him by 30. Other than that blowout though, Fresno State's having a good year, but they haven't a lot of close games where they've win that they've won by less than 10. I think this is going to be on the closer side here. So I say Fresno wins Nevada covers. I agree. All right, let's hop into Saturday. But in this Saturday, man, I, I can't wait. And by the way, I will be live from the SGPN studio at 8 a.m. on the West, 11 a.m. on the East, uh, b- giving you the best college basketball plays of the day. You can find that on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's at the SGP Network on Twitter, also at the Colby D. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, this is one where. Anyway, I mean, the Saturday's lineup is unbelievable. But before we get there, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a hundred thousand dollars guaranteed contest for the big game. Come on now, plus a hundred percent instant deposit match at ThriveFantasy.com. Promo code SGP. Uh, okay. So here we are Saturday, man, Saturday. 
buckle. There's a little game called Duke at North Carolina. First off, all right, little, it's, uh, slightly big in my neck of the woods. You know, it's funny. Kramer asked me, Ryan, real money. Kramer asked me, Colby, is that the best rivalry in sports? Yes. And well, I said, I go, dude, I don't know. It's right up there. I would say Auburn, Auburn, Alabama in, yeah. in, in football is there army Navy, but at the same time, Packers, bears, Redskins, Cowboys, you can throw that away since they're their commanders now. Um, there's uh, no right answer to that question. All you can do is say there's an upper echelon. When you're trying to compare from different sports and stuff, there's no right answer. It makes for good, you know, bar argument, but that's about it. But look, let me give you a couple quick numbers here. The last 100 games, Duke UNC, the record is 50 50. That's amazing. It's only been uh, 12 points of separation over the last hundred games. And you know, <laughs> we saw Hubert Davis and I guess, look, I wanted to start out in chronologically, but let's just talk about this one. First, I saw Hubert Davis. Um, he, he is a guy that, um, I mean, he got his first win. Like I think his first monumental win with the NC state game, because he's had kind of having a shaky first year, the yeah. NC state game, he blew. I mean, they were up by like 42 points at one point. Yeah. That is going to, that's going to, Hey, maybe, maybe we relax on, on trying to walk, get him out the door. Cause I think that for a little bit there, I think UNC fans were like, I don't know about Hubert Davis. He's got a big if class coming trying in Trying to get him out of the door. That's ridiculous. Give the guy a chance. All right. Jeez. He's only 20 games in. Okay. In his first year. And, so pump and, the brakes a little bit. And he's got a great class coming in, but this is, he's only going to have two opportunities, maybe three. And I guess technically maybe four, but, uh, to beat coach K he's only yeah. got, this is, this is that window. This is that window. It's go. in chapel Hill uh, where you and see is 12 and oh, this season. That's true. Very true. Um, They've some solid teams at home, but they still don't have like a, well, they still don't have a marquee win on their resume com- at all. What do, what do you, what, what do you think this line neutral. will be? Duke so, minus five. <sighs> That's fair, but I think usually Duke gets a couple more points just because you know usually they're a public team, so it might be up to seven or so. Who would you take? I'm conflicted on this. That's game. seven. I'm taking Carolina. I mean, I do think Duke is a better team, flat out, but that doesn't always matter in a rivalry game, especially on the road. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a very intriguing matchup. The two bigs. Baycock and Brady Manning. First off, Brady Manning's been playing really good basketball. I was not a huge fan of him coming over from from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I thought he just he wasn't aggressive. He was kind of just kind of on, on offense. He would just sit in the corner and shoot some threes every once in a while. He's playing a complete game, g- a decent rebounder, good passer, and he's a good shooter. Um, so those two guys against uh, Banchero and and Mark Williams, that's a great matchup right there. I don't. Yeah, and as as well as Manic is playing, I don't know. I don't see how he's going to cover Paulo Banchero, uh, because Manic is not the best defender. Yeah. So advantage Duke there. The guard play, you though. know, the guard play with R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, they're so inconsistent. Um, but you know, they they are capable of big games. I will say Duke is a very good perimeter defense, so hopefully they can limit some well, of the three uh, points. Uh, and North Carolina's clear cut weakness this year has been the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. They're, I think they're only like 80th or something in Ken, in Ken Palm defense, which is pretty you know crazy for a team who's thinking about going to the NCAA tournament. So yeah, look, Duke's a better team. I'm going to take Duke. I'm going to lay the points, but I'm a Duke fan. 
Uh, but you know, Hey, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if this game goes down to the wire. Uh, I, I mean, at seven points, Let's go. I'm taking Carolina at five. I think I'm still taking Carolina rivalry game. Yeah. It's going to be close. I think Duke is going to win the game, but I, these games always come down to the final possession. I feel like so last at last at is that coach K against UNC is 49 and 46. So going out with a winning record, regardless, I probably, well, probably, <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, no guarantee. Oh, at, I mean, what uh, but they, I'm saying at in, in, no, 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 no. Overall. Oh, overall, oh okay. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry if I misspoke overall, he's 49 and 46. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I can't wait Saturday night. Hey, and what, remember, I got to post uh, a Saturday college basketball reaction show with Patty C that we do. We might even have to phone you up just to get your quick reaction, Nick, to get f- just five quick minutes on, on what happened with Carolina Duke. I, I can call in. Uh, I won't, I'm not promising I'll be sober. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'll send you a text. I'll, I'll send you a I'll, text. I'll, I'll either be drinking in celebration or I'll be drinking, you know, to drown my sorrows. But either way, uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll pop on and uh, give you a, a, a detailed breakdown of what happened and why Duke won. There we go. Uh, all right. Well, now let's go chronologically. Saturday's an awesome day. Obviously, Duke Carolina Day, and, and we're going to get that again in Cameron Indoor at the end of the year. Um, but at 9 a.m. over here on the West, noon for you, UConn is at Villanova. Now, this is one. I, I had to do some Philly radio spots, right? And they wanted to know what we thought the line would be. And since me and Real Money Kramer have become quite decent at creating lines, uh, we had this line at. Let me pull this up. Now, this was as of yesterday. We had it at Nova minus seven, right? Yeah. Uh, Nova lost at Marquette. You UCon- so Nova's what tied for second, I think, in the Big East, or they're. And and UConn's third. It's a gigantic yeah, so, game. Yeah, so it's a little unbalanced right now with some COVID uh, games uh, missing on UConn's part. But Villanova is nine and three in conference. UConn six and three. Well, I, I mean, I, I tend to think Nova's going to get it right at home here. And if I have to, I, 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 seven points is a lot. I'm going to take Nova to get it done. I know UConn's coming off a loss too. I think Jay Wright and Nova though are due for a a a a big win here. So I, I'm yeah, going to take Nova. I'm going to, I think, yeah, I think I agree now. I mean, you kind of had a nice little win streak going into that Creighton game, but it was, they had like two games against Butler gamers, Georgetown gamers to Paul. They were really playing the bottom of the big East in that stretch. So uh, yeah, I like Bellanova to bounce back. I think they can be trusted more than UConn at this point. Uh, Seton hall. I'm sorry, not Seton hall. St. John's is at Butler. Now I don't want to talk too much about this. Cause I think Butler's pretty much done as far as NCAA tournament. St. John's got a win tonight. They moved to 12 and nine. Their strength. The schedule is terrible, but is there a little bit of life? Champagne went off tonight at Georgetown. Is is there little signs of life for St. John's? They won at uh, Seton hall. I mean, they've won. They're just two and two in their last four, but if they go 12, if they get it up to 13 and nine down the stretch, you know, the, the, the strength, the schedule is good enough. Not now, but I'm saying with the remaining schedule, they still have to play Nova in Queens. They still get Yukon in Queens. They play at Xavier. They, they get Creighton in Queens. They get Xavier again in Queens. They're at Marquette. So there's enough strength on the schedule to play yourself. Wise, yeah. Sure. To play yourself into the NCAA tournament. They got to take care of business here. I have no idea what the line will be, but Hinkle Fieldhouse Butler plays a lot better there. 
Who are you going to go with? I in just this locked one? up Butler at Xavier when they were getting 13 points. I think they only lost by two. I'm a little worried about this game for St. John's. Butler is playing better basketball right now, and they are always tough at Hinkle. St. John's is going to be favored. I don't. I don't see them being favored by more than like five or so. But I think I'm going to ride Butler. I, th- I think you. I think you're right, and I might even be lower than that. But uh, Butler. Another thing is they were injured. They were. They had the injury bug pretty severely early in the year. All right, big one in the ACC. This is all 9 a.m. Wake Forest at Florida State. Man, this is one. Uh, Florida State. You, you all of a sudden you look up. They're seventh in the ACC. Just just uh, what ten days ago they were in first place. Um, Wake Forest though still has a, a puncher's chance, especially if Duke loses to Carolina. This is a huge game. Now I know Florida State had issues. I know I think there was a death in the family for one of their one of their starters. I don't recall who exactly. Um, they played back on January fourth and Wake won by twenty two. This is now in Tallahassee. Does Florida State bounce back? I'm a. What do you think this line would be? <laughs> it's tough to say. I, I think Wake's got to be favored at this point, but it's not going to be by a whole lot. I still don't think Vegas is giving Wake Forest enough credit, but. Um, I don't know, wake by three or four. I think I go Florida State. I think so too. I think I like the the uh, revenge spot. I think they're back healthy now. I know last game you mentioned there was a, a death and somebody missed a game. There was a couple of uh, injuries. injuries too. Yeah, we were all I, yeah, over Clemson. I think uh, Caleb Mills played, but he was questionable coming into it. As was um, their forward. His name's escaped me right now, but I think they're healthy now because I think both of them played. So. Um, yeah, Florida State. You know they started off conference play looking pretty good. They've hit a little bit of a slide here. I like them to to, to get right here. Wake is still exceeding expectations. Uh, they've had a great year. I would not be surprised if they win again here. But I'm gonna go with the Seminoles. That would be a great story. I would love to see. And 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 I I really um, challenge people. Alondis Williams for Wake <laughs> Forest. He is a pleasure to watch. He almost had a triple double against Pitt. He had 15 points, nine assists, 10 boards night in night out. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the ACC. Get a chance to, to get some eyes on, on Alondis Williams. Um, this is still the 9am slate though. So you got Yukon Nova, St. John's Butler, wake Florida state, Illinois is at Indiana. Nick, I was off the, I was on the wrong side of taking Wisconsin against the Illini last night. It looked like I was going to cover for a lot of the game, but Kofi Coburn went off against uh, the Badgers. Now they hit the road, to Bloomington, Indiana has been a much better team in Bloomington. Huge opportunity here. Illinois is currently first in the big 10, Indiana sixth. Um, the Illini, the last time they, they haven't played in a year, but Illinois did win uh, the last time they played, but that was Archie Miller. Now we have Mark Woodson, or I'm sorry, Mike Woodson. And uh, I, man, I, I got a feeling Indiana is going to pull this one off or at least cover this. What do you think that line will be? Yeah. So I mean, Indiana's only lost one home game this year. That was uh, to Michigan a couple of weeks ago. I think the fighting Illini is going to be favored by at least like six or so. Um, and I think it's gonna be a close game. I would uh, I would lean Hoosiers as well. Awesome morning game. I got to throw this one in too. Mercer is at Chattanooga. Uh, this are the Chattanooga got upset by Samford two days ago, right? Or yesterday, one of the two. And Chattanooga is hosting Mercer, so Chattanooga f- fell back to second place. I thought Chattanooga was gonna w- run away with the SoCon for a little bit there. Mercer's in third gigantic game, 9am SoCon basketball. I don't think our country appreciates SoCon basketball enough. 
This is a money game. I, I think Chattanooga is going to get back on the right side of this. I might lock this up. Yeah, especially if we're looking only like laying like six or so. Uh, any guess on the spread for you? I'm Think actually thinking it might be less. I'm thinking it might well, be four I'm and all, a half I'm, or something. I, I, then I would like Chattanooga a lot because I think it's in general. I think they're better than Mercer this year, and they're at home and they're coming off a loss. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd be on the mocks here and look for the situations this Saturday. Like I mean, we I circled uh, Villanova when they lost. I was like, man, I think I might lock that up. Same with Chattanooga. Um, well, I, I mean, I, you know, going back a week or so when, when Auburn, you know, partied like they won the super bowl against Alabama, I said, I said, guys, watch out for the, you know, they, they were playing on the road at Missouri a couple weeks uh, or a couple of days later. I was like, dude, fade Auburn. Sure enough. I mean, they won, but they won by a point and they were favored by like 13 or something. So situationally, yeah, know those spots or at least, you know, look out for those spots. Uh, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. We got Bedlam on the hardwood. This is still nine a.m. This is Oklahoma State. Look, the NCAA did them wrong. They can't play in the NCAA tournament this year. They just lost at K State on a buzzer beater by Nigel Pack from way out. Right. Um, here's one thing I do know: if their season's already over and Oklahoma has really disrespected Oklahoma State with their leaving the Big Twelve, I know this is gigantic and this is in Stillwater. I, I can't wait to watch this one much like, I mean, look, I know Duke Carolina is a way better rivalry, but this is a good little rivalry. And I, I think it's personal this year. I'm going to take Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is going to be favored. I'm going to take Oklahoma state in Stillwater, despite Oklahoma, I think being the actual better team. I don't even know if they're that much of a better team. I, you know, talk about disappointments this year. I thought Porter Moser was going to do better in year one. Uh, yeah, granted it is year one and you know, get, you know, give him some time to get, you know, his pieces in place and get that program rolling. But if the Sooners are favored, it's not going to be by that much. And uh, I do like the Cowboys at home. Yeah. Go Oklahoma state here. Another one, 9am. That's interesting. UNC Greensboro at Furman. Furman's currently in first place in the SoCon Greensboro's at six. Uh, the SoCon is, is, is a bundle of fun. And I know I, I sound repetitive by key. I say this every episode, I feel like, but it's because the gap is really narrow. Like if Greensboro beats Furman, we're going to have another team in first place and Greensboro is going to be right in the thick of it. This is a, a huge game here. Now I do think Furman is a better team than Greensboro, but Greensboro has been up and down throughout the season. Uh, I wonder what this line will be. I think Furman's going to get the win, yeah. uh, but just, a, 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 I think another great basketball game for Saturday morning for us here on the West and, and for you, you know, at, at noon over there on the East. Um, you got you, you any chance you're taking the Spartans? You're right. I up don't the think road, so. Right? I, I think Furman will probably be you know at least eight or ten point favorite, and I think they can win here at home. I'm kind of off on UNCG. I just I can't get a good read on them. Uh, whenever I pick them, they seem to lose. Whenever I, I fade them, they seem to cover. Uh, but I think Furman's just clear, clearly the better team, and they're at home, so I think they can cover a, you know a decently sized uh, margin here. Um, okay. Well, Tennessee's at South Carolina, Tennessee's 22 in the nation, South Carolina. Talk about a team that has been up and down, but they're 13 and eight. They have a chance to go to 14 and eight. And you know, is there, I think there's a little bit of life there. If you can get a win right now over Tennessee, they host Tennessee. They host Kentucky on Tuesday. You win those. And all of a sudden, I think you might be talking about potentially being able to get in the NCAA tournament. I don't know if I see it happen. I think Frank Martin, I, I, I don't know what his issue is, man. I mean, he took the Gamecocks to uh, what's it? The final four was it the elite eight final four, final four, final four. And he just really hasn't been able to, to capitalize on that. And I, I look at his team here 
And he has a he he has he plays like nine or ten guys, and you know he always shuffles minutes, and you can't get a good feel for you know who's going to start or who's going to be the main players. Um, at home, I think I mean Tennessee plays a, a low scoring, defensive oriented brand of basketball, so it could be a close game. They could cover here. I don't have them winning. I don't have them making a run for the NCAs. I'm just saying, if they beat Tennessee and Kentucky here, no, they, then they'll be sitting. Sure. They'll be sitting at 15 and eight. No, I don't expect them to. I think they could beat Tennessee, though. I don't think yeah. they're going to beat Kentucky. I think this is a rock fight. I think the fact that's in Columbia, South Carolina, they might have a shot. I'm going to take South Carolina in the points. Okay. Auburn's at Georgia. We don't have to talk about this long. Any chance? Oh, Georgia beat Alabama. Is there any chance they upset uh, <laughs> Auburn? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, scrolling down here, Northwestern is at Nebraska. Northwestern, nice win against Rutgers. This is kind of a shitty game. Uh, I actually think Northwestern's so much better than their record. Um, who you got winning this one? Nebraska is kind of a covering machine at home, though, too. Uh, and just in general, of late, I mean, you know, even at Michigan last time out, they only lost by six, and I think they were getting double-digit points. Uh, a couple games before that, they lost at home to Rutgers by two, only to Wisconsin by eight, against Indiana by seven. All these games, they're getting double-digit points, and they've covered of late. Uh, I don't think they'll be getting double digit points here. Uh, I do think Northwestern's a better team here, but I don't know. Maybe Nebraska's due for a win here. I might go Cornhuskers. Wow. Uh, Louisville is at Syracuse. I know you talked about this the other night. First off, Louisville got completely jobbed against North Carolina. <laughs> and and Dude, is, that kind of game is where you like question if the conference wanted UNC to win or something. Like I'm not, you know, saying 100% as I was watching that, it made me think of college football. Because I, I I remember like Oklahoma TCU, there yeah. was a moment. Uh, this is two years ago, I think, maybe three years ago, where Gary Patterson. I mean, just such a bad spot, and they challenge it, and they don't change the spot. And I go, how can you? Like it was obvious from the viewing standpoint that he yeah. had gotten the first down, and it's like I don't understand. I, I another one was like Oregon State and Washington, where I'm feel like are they just trying to pump? Like, cause these calls are so bad that it's like, are you just trying to protect your, your, someone of your brands in, in, in your conference? I, I don't know. That was a, a real, I'd say that was the worst ref game in this college basketball season. Yeah. I mean, look one call going aside, one side. Okay. It happens. Couple calls. Okay. It happens. There was probably four or five calls down the stretch that all went UNC's way and they were pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, they, we posted stuff on Twitter showing it. It was, I felt sorry for Louisville because they just lost their coach. They came out and fought a really hard game against Duke ended up losing by a little bit. And then they, they still came out after, um, after dismissing Malik Williams from the team and still came out, played a really good game of basketball against UNC could have won, probably should have won. It's just a shame that some of those calls were just so blatantly against them, and it, it, I felt unfair. I felt sorry for them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so, so USC was definitely gifted that. So now the question is, does Louisville have any more fight left on the road? Well, and at Syracuse, Syracuse showing signs of life. This is actually a low key great game. I think it's a low key because I think you have Louisville as a team that's I think wants to play up for this coach. I think Syracuse is a team that's actually starting to find its identity. Um, Sign me up for it. I'm going to take the cues in the carrier dome, though. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, that might have been the last straw, the last hurrah for Louisville to, and especially to lose like that. 
they might just uh, pack it in at this point. Texas Tech is at West Virginia, Nick. West Virginia is, and this is another situational spot. <laughs> Texas Tech looks money. I mean, I I, I keyed on this uh, yesterday show that I think they are a national championship contender. West Virginia has lost what is it six in a row now? I think. I think it's six in a row. Uh, Morgantown should get lit for this one. It's a chance to get a win over the number 14 team in the country. I think I'm going to take West Virginia in the points here. I think they're due. Yeah. You know, situationally speaking, I think I would agree. I mean, WVU is only what two and six in conference play. They have that losing streak, which was mostly, you know, on the road, at least three of them in the last five. Uh, they're always kind of close. You know, sometimes the, the teams extend the lead in the, in the last few minutes or so. And Texas tech has been, they look great, but I still have a, a couple question marks on them, especially when they're not playing in Lubbock. So uh, I could, I could believe that, that the Mountaineers cover a spread here. And I think it could be like a sneaky money line play. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Let's move down the ranks. Dayton is at St. Louis. I mean, suddenly St. Louis wins in double overtime against George Mason in Fairfax. Nick, you know, uh, Davidson's in first place in the a 10, but guess who's in second and third it's Dayton and it's St. Louis, Travis Ford doing That's a right. great job. Um, so uh, great, great work by the Billikens there. So uh, this is a big time game. This is a, all of a sudden this is a low key one It's probably going to be on ESPN plus or like CBS sports. I'm going to have to find this for God's eye to put this one on. I love it. I love this matchup. And I think I lean Dayton. I think St. Louis is solid, but Dayton, we saw it with the Kansas game. I think they're playing a lot better. Anthony Grant's doing a good job there. What are you doing here? Uh, it's a tough one, man. I, yeah, St. Louis is kind of hot now, but they've been playing kind of the mid tier or the bottom of the a 10, even the, you know, their four game winning streak, the, the win at Mason was really the only one of note. The others, Duquesne, GW, UMass, Granted, they were, you know, blowouts, double-digit wins, but uh, they're at home too. This is a tough game here. I might lean Dayton, especially if St. Louis is, you know, giving up a few points if they're what minus three or four. It's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be fun to watch. I think Dayton's a slightly better team here. Uh, certainly don't love this play, but give me the Flyers. ECU's at Tulane. I never thought I'd be talking about this in February, but Tulane's in fifth in the AAC and with Houston playing at Cincinnati and uh, SMU, I believe is getting at Wichita. There's a chance for Tulane to really move up Um, green wave. Going to get it done against, uh, against the, my pirates. At this point, I would think so. What's the injury status on your pirates there? They still yeah, a they've been guys. banged up, man. Winston Tab uh, Tabs the BC transfer, and Brandon Suggs are out indefinitely. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you gotta go Green Wave, man. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, uh, we got uh, well. There's a UMass Rhode Island battle going on. That Rhode Island is on auto fade now. Um, uh, J- <laughs> J- JMU at Hofstra. This is one JMU. I mean, they, we do Rod Strickland's son. who was a, a freshman at JMU's out for the year. One of the better players on JMU's team. They've kind of been fading down the stretch. Hofstra is playing a, a game right now, but Hofstra's fourth in the CAA. I think they're a contender for the championship there. Uh, you think Hofstra rolls there at home? Speedy J- JMU won tonight, dude. I, I, I took my lock off. You kind of swayed me with, with dude, last I saw Northeastern was up double digits. North uh, James Madison one by five seventy six wow. seventy one. Wow! I took that lock off. Damn it! I'm never listening to you again, Dundee. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I think Hofstra rolls there. Tulsa's at Temple. Nick, what if I told you right now? Temple's in third place in the AAC. <laughs> and and the, and Aaron McKee, they've won they, they they've been kind of with except they lost at SMU. But that game that was closer than the score indicated, they've won like I think what 6 of 7 or 7 of 8, including over Tulsa in Tulsa by 5. I don't I mean Tulsa is just like the the epitome of average. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go temple at home here. You know, even if I think they can, they can sweep Tulsa this year, but I, I don't have them winning by double digits or anything. So they're probably going to be laying four or five. I think temple can probably cover that. I think so too. Iowa States at Texas, Nick, what are you doing here? Are you going to go back with Chris beard? Uh, you know, the coming off of a bad loss to Texas tech, um, Iowa state coming off of a loss with uh, Kansas. So I don't know. I'm going to go Texas though. I think if the spreads, here's the thing. If it's two or three, I'm going Texas. If it's like six, I think I got to go Iowa state. I think it's going to be a close game. Definitely. Uh, Iowa state has been a big time overachiever, but they have lost three of their last five now. Uh, and, and one of those wins was overtime win at Oklahoma state. So I think they're coming back down to earth slightly. I, I, I like Texas to win this game. Definitely. But I hear you if they're, if it's, if they're laying too many points. Uh, I mean, cause this is going to be a low scoring game here. You got two good defenses. So um, I like Texas, anything under five, anything over it might go cyclones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got some others. DePaul Xavier. We don't really got a key in on that, but that's a decent game where I think DePaul could potentially cover a big number Clemson at Georgia tech Clemson. Maybe they can get Back in the mix, I don't know. East Tennessee GT, one six and one as a home dog. I'm on Clemson. Yeah, East Tennessee State's at Wofford. That's actually a really good game again in the SoCon. Uh, East Tennessee State finds himself in eighth place. This is how tight the race is in the SoCon. They were like second place three days ago. <laughs> They're in eighth because they lost to you uh, the other night so, uh, to VMI. Now they have a chance to go to Wofford, get a win. They probably jump back up to second. It's it's chaos in the SoCon. Uh, let's talk about this one: Michigan at Purdue. Michigan at Purdue. C- is there any way you see J- uh, Juwan Howard and Hunter Dickinson grabbing a win in Lafayette? I don't think so, man. I think Purdue's just hands down the the uh, better team. They're big men. I think they'll they'll neutralize uh, Big Dickinson energy over there. And uh, I think they just have better perimeter players as well. So I'm on Boilermakers here. Uh, you know, a low key, really, really good game too is Utah Valley, Sam Houston State in the whack Saturday. That that's that's they're both at the top of that conference. Keep an eye on that game. There we go. Uh, Notre Dame is at NC State. I gotta talk about this one because is this a letdown spot? Notre Dame gets that great win against Miami. All they bounce back from the Duke game. Could Notre Dame? Blow it here against NC State right when they're at the top of the in the, amongst <laughs> the top of the ACC. It's very possible. And right now, I saw Notre Dame is listed as the next four out on bracketology, so they need wins. Uh, NC State is they're a young team, so they're better at home. They're uber athletic. They got a couple guys, a couple of young guys with Sebron uh, and uh, the other freshman. I forget his name. He, he just blew up the other day, um, but. NC State just plays no defense. Uh, they're just an awful defensive team here. So expect lots of points. And I think the uh, precision of that fighting Irish offense might be the difference. I think they can win a close one. Are you talking about Terquavion Smith? 
That's a that's a guy, yeah. true freshman, and I don't I don't I don't know how many stars he was he was getting coming out of uh, high school, but man, he has really impressed me this year. The future is bright for NC State if they can get Manny Bates back next year. Yeah, that's true. If Kevin Keats can keep his job, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by Stable Duel. All right, Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win 15 grand with one entry head over to stable to get started today. We're also brought to you by better fantasy. Better fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And also we're brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app is live in the app store and Google play store. Uh, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing for free today uh, and let it ride. Okay. Uh, it, it, this is continuing Ole Miss at Florida. Florida's a, the epitome of a bubble team. Ole Miss rocked Florida in Oxford. Colin Castleton, as far as I know, still out. Um, any chance uh, Kermit Davis, they went on the road and beat LSU at LSU. Can they do it again at Florida, Nick? Yeah, I think so. I think that decimated roster, you know, Florida's missing more than just Castleton also. So yeah, I think Ole Miss can go in on the road here, get a win. Florida is missing key, uh, uh, Colin Castleton and uh, what is it, Jibatoa or whatever. Yeah, who yeah. basically was playing for Castleton, and now he's out. So they're basically down to their third string big man. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, Michigan State's at Rutgers. This is a, so Rutgers lost in in overtime. Ron Harper missed a jumper against Northwestern. This is a big one because Rutgers is playing their way out of the NCAA tournament. I think they're they're on the outside right now. And if, if, if they can take care of business here at home, which they've done, they beat Michigan at home. They beat uh, Iowa at home. They beat Purdue at home. Can they get Tom Izzo? What are you doing here? Nick, if it's, if it's Michigan state minus six and a half, what are you doing? Well, Michigan state was only favored by what three and a half against Maryland in a game, you know, where they hit uh, a shot with like what a, mi- a second and a half left. Dude, they, the win. I, I locked up Michigan state. They blew a 15 point second half lead. That was a uh, brutal I, beat. I, I had money on Sparty that game too, and they they failed to come through for me. I do agree. Rutgers at home, they played low scoring, close game. So yeah, if you're right, if it's five or so, I'll take Rutgers. Um, it may be a little bit less than that. You know, I think Michigan State might get the victory, but it's going to be close. So I don't know. Give me the Scarlet Knights. All right, we just got to fire away here. Missouri at A and M is Buzz Williams winning that? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Conference USA is a great game in Middle Tennessee and UAB going on. Uh, UAB losing, getting upset by Marshall, drop back to ninth in the conference. You would say, you see how Ooh, close that race that is. Jeez. Middle Tennessee is in first currently. They've been hot. I think UAB is going to win that one in Birmingham, and I think they might blow them out. Mm, but UAB is going to blow out Middle Tennessee. I think. I think so. I don't know about that, buddy. Middle Tennessee's been playing good basketball here. I, if anything, I might take the Blue Raiders. Wow. Okay. One of the best games of the day, 1 PM on the West, uh, 4 PM on the East uh, Baylor is at Kansas. There we go. What are you doing here? I, I think the question is, is LJ Cryer definitely out? I think he, I think he might be, I think he might be Adam Flagler's out too. And, and obviously Langston love, I mean, before the season, that's, what's crazy is Baylor was that good without Langston love was supposed to be one of the better players. <laughs> and he hasn't played all year because he got out for the year in preseason. And then, right. Uh, but right now, LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler are both out Nick. Uh, that that's something to consider. It's hard to win in Lawrence, but we just saw Kentucky beat the tar out of them. And that's yeah. another question. That's another question. Is Akbaji and, and right. uh, Remy Martin good to go? I don't know. 
Yeah, at this point, I don't know either. Uh, so it's kind of hard to say right now. But I, all I know is that Kansas very rarely will lose consecutive games at home. So I would lean Jayhawks. But obviously, come Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, you got you got to check and see who's playing. It's too much up in the air right now. Yeah, Miami. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes are at Virginia. Big opportunity for Tony Bennett to get back in the mix here. They're only in sixth. That's what's crazy. Pat hates them. They're in sixth. I'm like, dude, there are a couple wins. If they beat Duke in Charlottesville and they take care of Miami, watch they they could win the ACC. I don't think they will, but I wonder what that line will be. Well, he's spoiled right now. He's now he's been used to UVA for the last four or five years, like at the very top of the ACC. He's a little spoiled. I get it. As a Duke fan, I get spoiled too. You know, and sometimes we're not the best fans because we're spoiled with that. You know, a stretch of excellence there. But I like I like Miami in this game. I don't think UVA's got enough offensive firepower to keep up with Miami. Uh, USC is at Arizona right now. Arizona is holding on to a seven point lead against UCLA in the second half. Um, mm. Right where the line was, I believe. I think yeah. the line closed it closed at six and a half or something. I think six and a half. It opened at seven. I think um, USC is at Arizona. Huge game in the Pac-12. Can Arizona do it back to back? Assuming they get the win against uh, the Bruins tonight, I think so. I think so too. I actually think I feel better about that than them closing out this Bruins game. Um, yeah. We got Seattle at New Mexico State. That's a game to keep an eye on in the WAC. Great game. You got Oregon State at Colorado. Colorado needs to win that one. This is a, a, a low key great matchup. Northern Iowa was at Drake in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, fun. That is a big time matchup there. I don't know what the line will be. I think I lean Drake. What are you doing there? I think that's one of the games we were talking about, maybe going out to Iowa for a road trip and we, it never materialized. We could have been there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I know Drake at home. Me too. SMU's at Wichita state. Is this where it comes crashing down for SMU? SMU is currently in second place in the AAC. What was happening tonight? Cause I, we were no, saying that game that- got canceled. So this uh, game might get canceled, right. but I mean, got postponed. Yeah. Uh, at Wichita, I do like the Shockers. I think they could surprise SMU there. I do too. Penn State's at Wisconsin. I expect Wisconsin to roll. LSU's at Agreed. Vanderbilt. LSU hasn't looked great at all recently. I think that, that it's nice to have Vandy on the schedule. We got Harvard, Yale, Ivy League uh, uh, matchup happening. Great, great history there. Virginia Tech at Pitt. How about Virginia Tech? The schedule breaks nice for them. I think they can come back in and and, and pr- play themselves into the NCAA tournament potentially with a very nice schedule, the way it sets up down the stretch, um, Montana state at Weber state, big game in the big sky. I got to ask you about this one, Kentucky at Bama. This is why Saturday is so fucking great. There's so many, There's great, so games. many great games. Yeah. I just look, you, you, you can watch, I think at two o'clock is Baylor, Kansas at four o'clock. All this all Eastern time, four yeah. o'clock. You got the Bama Kentucky game, six o'clock Duke UNC. You can sit your ass in front of the, <laughs> the TV all day and just there's yeah. so many great games, one after the next. Uh I think I might like Kentucky here. I think I do too. I think I do too. Uh you also got Bama's Bama's just one and eight ATS and conference games. Surprising. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. That's a crazy stat. Uh, Mississippi State's at Arkansas. That's a nice uh, low-key SEC game. Gonzaga at BYU. Any chance BYU takes down Gonzaga? At home, I suppose there's a chance here, but BYU's been a little underwhelming of late. I I gotta go Zags. Yeah, and uh, UCLA's at Arizona State, taking on ten, uh, Bobby Hurley. Can Bobby Hurley salvage his season and, and upset USC and Arizona and, and UCLA back-to-back games? 
Probably not. I agree. Look, folks, this is a shorter weekend edition. Our Sunday episode, I will key in on on Saturday night. So go grab the Saturday night episode when that drops. It's a reaction show. We got to get out of here. We're on a tight schedule over here at the SGPN studio. Subscribe to the college basketball experience. Subscribe to the college football experience. Subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. And, uh, do me a favor, download that SGPN app and uh, let's, let's rock out. All right. Let's have some fun. Uh, this is the college basketball experience weekend preview show. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. You come from a land down under.